0: Welcome everybody to the Fantasy Pit part of the F1 Money Gang podcast uh where we talk only F1 fantasy and I'm super excited to do this. I've been meaning to do this for a while and um uh, but I have the expert here with me from the Discord Garrett uh who's joining us from the United States. Garrett, how are you my friend?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah, just got done watching the sprint and uh almost didn't uh didn't get to do it because uh i was having issues with youtube tv and i just i could not get get it to work so i think i missed about the first half of it but i mean the last half was pretty damn exciting too oh, with all the great. switching
0: yeah yeah so I, that's that good, was though. fun yeah it was i, I was uh, i was gonna ask you what do you think of the sprint uh are you are you a fan of the sprint format or what do you think about the the sprint
1: so I came into formula one pretty pretty recently mm-hmm. um so that's about all i've known okay is sprint format and I don't mind it i I think the sprint shootout is a little much um I did kind of like what they did last year where like you just had one qualifying session and like you, then that was your sprint and then however you finished in the sprint was how you started in the race. Like I, I liked that style instead of doing like the practice one qualifying shootout and then the sprint It's it's
0: It's a lot. It's too much. I don't
1: know. It, it, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and especially when you're used to having qualifying, on a saturday having qualifying on friday especially for you know us being on the east coast like being so early in the day like i completely forgot about it i was still at work and i was like oh crap (laughs) yeah i gotta see how things are going yeah um so i don't know it it's fine um i don't know i don't know i feel like in the sprint like the rich get richer yeah, uh, You know, Max is still getting eight points or whatever uh, for the sprint race. On top of like everything Colorado. else, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like for there to be a really interesting sprint race, like the grid needs to be kind of flipped. I, I think they do that, was it IndyCar?
0: Uh, the reverse, the, yeah, Some somebody mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, the I,
1: reverse grid. Uh, yeah, I'm not I sure. I think that would make it pretty fun, is that you have a reverse grid because that – offers drivers who wouldn't normally be in the points on a grand prix chances to get points um because the guys in the faster cars are going to be making their way through the grid anyway yeah so you know i mean and i, I just i think a reverse grid would be kind of cool yeah. i don't know how say the top drivers would feel about that yeah because they qualified in order <laughs> to get pole position yeah um but I, yeah i'm not exactly sure how old the the logistics would work but that's yeah. that's kind of where i'm at
0: yeah I, I the one i've been watching f1 since i lived in europe back in late 90s and my uncle kind of got me into him. and i was a mika hakkinen fan that's why i'm a mercedes fan now uh, uh and a mclaren i support both teams but uh it's being used to one format and now i know that were tr- uh, the the f1 is trying to gain more fans and stuff but i feel like they're doing way too much cuz to me, outside of getting more points for these sprints, there's nothing special about it. Like, we're watching half a race, right? Or, I mm-hmm. don't know what it is, like 25 or laps. A third. Yeah, yeah, a third. And it's like, is this necessary? Like, you're you're risking to crush, you know, and then you might be in trouble for the actual race where you gain more points where everybody's going to be watching it. I don't know. I, I just like the standard format. That way people... Uh, I mean, the the teams have time to you know like work on their cars, uh, you know like make them to the best setups for the race instead of like doing one one practice, boom, let's do all these sprints. But that's my opinion. Uh, but um, well, let's get to um, to the fantasy aspect. Uh, I know that you do fantasy in NFL and other sports, and um, you actually share a lot of information on the on the Discord. And uh, and I and I do appreciate that because you're one of the few people, and I think that it's getting more and more notice. Actually, we look at our insights on the Discord. You're you're in the top channels being viewed in the tipsters and oh. F1MG. So so congratulations on that. So yeah, people are reading your stuff. They're looking at it. So don't feel like if you don't get any reaction or anything, people are looking at your stuff. Trust me, you're in the top ten channels being watched. So so that's a good thing. Uh, well, when you uh, when you look to build up your lineup, um, you know the way that I do it is I look at the head-to-head record so far the season. Uh, I try to stay away from past history on the track because you know cars change, tracks change, a lot of uh, a lot of things change. You know upgrades to the cars. So I like usually look at the current head-to-head, how drivers do against each other, like especially with the teammates, because if you beat your teammate, you automatically get the five points on DraftKings. Um, and that, that is one of the main things I look at. And of course I want to get somebody cheaper that can f- for sure be their teammate. And, um, the other one is that I look at, um, who I expect to win the race. And, you know, like, like usually I want to have that guy in my lineup, either being a captain or not. And I know that you mentioned it and I tried to build a lineup. If you want to do max and Red Bull, it's impossible now because it just, mm-hmm. it's so expensive. And uh, the other one is that, uh, um, you know, the starting positions. He also mentioned this yesterday with, you know, like, especially with Lando. So, you know, like, starting in Ford, he might lose a few grid positions. But he, he actually did good today, uh, despite of, you know, I was actually very impressed by the McLaren. And um, But, like, grid positions are very important because... Um, I cannot remember the structure exactly, but I know that you could, you know, like if you lose two or three positions, you get minus points. If you gain one or two or three, you get points as well. So these are the kind of things like to look at the value. Like Sergio is starting at what? 12th or 15th. So there's your chance. I mean, like, I know that he's going against Max, so he's for sure going to lose the head-to-head, in my opinion, but he has a chance to, you know, like, if you're like if you looking to put him in your lineups, that's a good one for grid gain, you know, because you can gain some, some points on that. And also, team drivers to finish in points and podiums. You also get bonus points if they finish in points um, on a podium as well, on top of, you know, the the regular drivers, the team also gets the points. This is the kind of things that I look for What are some of your things? Like, what do you look for when you go in and you sit out on a Saturday afternoon and you build up your lineup? What do you look for?
1: So, a lot of the things that you've already mentioned, you know, the head-to-heads, who I think is going to win. Starting position does play a big factor in how I my lineups because, I mean, it's one thing if you have a guy like, who's just he's starting at one so unless he naps on a crash or something like that he's not going to gain any positions sometimes though pricing in draft kings does present itself to take advantage of drivers who are out of place such as like a charles leclerc where he or charles uh, when Uh, there's been times where he's been out of place and that Ferrari is so much faster than everyone else that's in front of him and take advantage of that and it'll pay off just because of his price point. Yeah. Perez, though, is right on the edge of just a little too pricey. He has to return to early season form where he's got to be high up in the points and he's got to pass people in order for me to really want to play him and with I might be getting, getting a little bit ahead of myself here but um, but because say Aston Martin and Mercedes have improved their cars and or at least I think Aston Martin is still improving they've kind of slipped back a little bit this race but yeah. in general mm-hmm. that's kind of been the story of this year uh, and you've got I mean Ferrari uh, signs and the both qualified well, Perez didn't. I know a lot of track limits violations had to do with it, but yeah, um, you know, there's cars that are catching up to the Red Bull, so he's not going to be able to fly through the field as easily as say Max did in Miami, yeah, where Max was almost a surefire go where like you knew that he was going to finish highly because the Red Bull was just that much better than everybody else. And he was going to get grid position points because he went up through the field. So like in that case, that's a bonus. So if, yeah, if, if max were to spin out, uh, in Q2 or something like that and start Mm -hmm. in 10th, then I would be I would be like, okay, yes, he's in a captain spot or he's locked into almost every single one of my lineups.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, out of, Go ahead, sorry.
1: Oh, sorry. So, yeah, out of position, if the price point makes sense, then I will take advantage of that. However, sometimes if it doesn't, say, like, a Russell, this race, like, I'll have him in some, but I don't think he's going to get enough up the grid in order to justify a lot of exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: so- well, that's a, the you know like the other thing that you mentioned, and uh, and uh, and I'm kind of very torn like right now because uh, I always look at price points where they were the previous race, where they are now, how the salary cap has increased or decreased. And you mentioned the Ferraris, you know, they had the team, uh, you know, like they had the uh, upgrades down the last few races. The Ferrari did really good here last year. As you mentioned, they qualify really well. How would you handle? Because I'm looking at the salary cap. Uh, both Charles and I, w- I want to call him Charles because that's his name. Sorry, Charles Leclerc and uh, Carlos signs They're both dropped in salary by $400 on DraftKings, which means that we're getting a value here in picking those those guys. So, if it's you, I know that we're talking about uh, you know like the the amount of uh, exposure to each guy being selected in each tournament. You have two really good guys that, that are starting, I think, second and third. Who do you pick in your starting lineup here? Because they're both going to have a good race, I think, mm. outside of if they don't so, disqualify or something like that.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm leaning towards Charles in this situation just because he's starting ahead of Carlos and he's he's just a better driver, um, in my opinion. And I, that. It's probably the opinion of most. Yeah, Uh, Not to say that Carlos is a bad driver, but it's just one is just better than the other. So even though he's a little bit more expensive, I'll take extra, let's say he finishes in second. If they stay where they are right now, Mm -hmm. if they finish in second and third, Charles will outscore Carlos by, if I'm I'm math right, about eight points. Yeah, I'm looking at the prices now. He is a lot more expensive, yeah. And eight points can mean the difference. Now, uh, I do not remember the price points off the top of my head. Let me it's, pull that. Off uh, quick.
0: I I have it seventy-four hundred for Carlos and eighty-two for uh, for Charles.
1: Okay. So yeah, I mean, eight hundred dollar <clears throat> difference. I mean, because of how DraftKings has things priced out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can fairly easily fit Charles in lineup so yeah if i go down to carlos the money i'm saving i don't know if i can make up the, the point differential yeah with say instead of charles and a cheaper driver
2: mm-hmm.
1: versus carlos and another mid-level driver yeah i don't know if the money that i'm saving to get up to that mid-level driver will make the difference especially because mm-hmm. you got a guy like say alban Forty-four hundred, where more than likely he's going to have six points—one, one because he finished, and five additional points because he beat Logan.
2: Yeah.
1: So I, I would for rather for a lot for cheaper, yeah. Versus versus someone like say Carlos and a, I don't know, maybe like a Lance Stroll or an Acon or something like that. Yeah. Because even though Acon is a good driver and he could finish in front of Gasly, if he doesn't, he's only Of those guys are, I believe, only getting us a point. As I don't think, if all goes according to, oh, I think the race is going to go, they're not going to beat their teammates. Yeah. So it's kind of a question of like the the money saved versus the points gained. Yeah. Uh, The opportunity cost of of the drivers plays a big, um, big factor in how I construct my lineups. Yeah. And and yeah, like normally I try to try uh, my best to pair a driver with my constructor. So if I have Mercedes, I'm more than likely putting in a Lewis Hamilton or George Russell. As you're captaining you, you me. That 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 stack. Yeah. I mean
0: and or, I don't or, even or, just or do it
1: with the captain. Mm-hmm. It it depends on the lineup construction. Sometimes if at all possible, I do like to have captain and constructor act. But again, like say with, with max this time around, you literally cannot build a lineup. If you do max at captain, and no. rebel constructor,
0: he's He's over
1: 21,000,
0: I think, or something crazy. It like is.
1: That. I mean, I tried it. It is literally impossible. Like, yeah. like you have no money for your fifth driver. Yeah. Um, so in that case you can't do it, but you can still stack max
2: mm-hmm.
1: just as not <laughs> just uh, not as a captain. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like to stack my drive at least one driver with my constructor in my in my lineup as well. Sometimes just to do something a little bit funky. Yeah. I'll, I'll switch it up. Like if you want to do, say a a Hamilton. Um, and then we fit in like a Max, and then Sonoda at Captain. I think I have one. I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, but I think I have a lineup like that where yep. I've got Ferrari as a constructor, but that's because I think that Carlos and Carlos are going to finish better than Mercedes of course. as a team. Yeah, So I can kind of get away with using this and Max instead of say Max and Charles or, or Lewis and Charles.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's some nuance that goes into building lineups, but yeah, I mean, it eventually, it just boils down to where are the drivers starting? How do I think the race is going to go? And, um, and just, I mean, how how good are the cars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of uh, course, like
0: uh, like you, you like you never know when a DNF is gonna happen. You or that is yeah. out of anybody's control. So, so yeah. you could pick anybody, and it could just it could start raining, and then boom, you spin and you hit the wall. It mm-hmm. just it, it's how it works. Well, when you when we're talking about that um, with this weekend, uh, I you know like <laughs> I'm going here with Mister Obvious but I I'm picking Max in all my lineups because he just looks he just looks very good out there, you know, and I was looking at some of these trends, um, and, uh, I'm not picking him as a captain because I can't afford to do the rest of the things I want to do as I expect him. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, uh, I do like max, uh, in my lineups here, you know, he's be you know, he has won six out of the eight races. Uh, you know, he has beaten Paris six out of the eight races, uh, you know, uh, outside of two races where max finished, uh, I can't remember, uh, third or something, like when Paris won the, the mm-hmm. couple races, or, or second maybe. Uh, uh, and, Baku, um,
1: I think he was second, Yeah, and was. then, was it Saudi, he was also second?
0: Yeah, it was one of those early on, uh, but yeah, he's always on podium, so he's going to give you those extra bonus points, and also laps led, that's another uh, uh, stat that uh, DraftKings mm-hmm. give you 0.1 point for every lap they lead, and Max has led. 358 out of 487 laps this season, so that's something to consider. Um, I like this a lot. Uh, I think that you mentioned that you uh, are you going to have him in your lineups in any lineups, yes.
1: Okay, <laughs> um, while I don't, uh, let's see, yeah, I, I have him in one captain spot, so I've got him as captain in one lineup, but. Mm-hmm. S- far as like my overall player exposure he's in now 73 percent of my lineups okay that's so <laughs> that's i have good. a lot of exposure yeah um well, that's good which could either i mean it can depending on and, and this is where like my my nfl dfs comes into play like he doesn't hit if he does have i mean not the this is a, a high possibility, but if he does not finish the race, like most of my lineups are sunk.
0: Oh yeah, and well, and, I, and I think everybody else's will be though. In that case. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: but yeah, that's exactly it. Where like everyone else is also going to be sunk. Oh, it kind of evens itself out. Yeah. And and that's where another thing about about setting your lineups and picking your drivers is something called eating the chalk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chalk is just a way to describe players that are basically used by everyone. Yeah. And versus NFL versus F one, there's only twenty drivers to pick in F one. There's hundreds of players to pick in for, in the, oh, the
0: in, in NFL, one. yeah. NFL. Yeah.
1: So so rosters are not as condensed as Formula One is, but there are still players that in Specific matchups that can be extremely good. Not now. I mean, like, uh, I mean, you know, NFL. Derrick Henry. Like, if he was to go up against a really bad run defense, like everybody's going to be playing of course. him.
0: That'll in, be the expectation. Cash.
1: And yeah, because especially in cash lineups where you're only trying to beat fifty percent of the field, you know, you, you have to play him. Yeah. Because everyone else is going to be. If he fails, then congratulations. So did everyone else. Yeah. Now hope that your other guys make up the slack. Yeah. Um, so I'm not terribly concerned. There's a few times where you know I'll realize that I'm a little overweight on a driver. Whether it's, um, I mean, I just because of when I first started playing F1 DFS, it was when when was just consistently not that he's not consistently beating Logan, but consistently beating Latifi and just giving you really cheap points early on last year. Uh, in DFS, so like I kind of fell in love with with Alex Albin there. Um, so I've got to watch like my little my my driver driver bias yeah. with him, <laughs> uh, and not get myself overexposed because I mean he's had mess ups this year.
2: of course, that. yeah.
1: If I'm a little bit too overexposed, then that could sink. As you know, I can go with other drivers that are similar to price point, get similar points as well. So. I need to watch myself be like okay look don't always go for albin there's another guy so, such as botsas who though he's been inconsistent can still finish with the same amount of points as albin yeah. similar price and that limits your exposure and thus limits your risk
0: yeah we'll still you know like like get you the same amount of points or close to i yeah. totally understand like where you come from and and uh, you know I do understand that, especially with the F one being only 20, 20 drivers, you're gonna see a lot of similar lineups out there. It's not like in the NFL you got hundreds of players that you can pick, thirty quarterbacks, sixty running backs. You know there's so many things mm-hmm. to pick out there. And uh, uh but uh, and uh, well that that brings me to the next point, and we talked about this earlier. Was uh, you know, uh, with uh, with the Ferraris, and I have uh, I have. I have signs in a lot of my lineups because I was looking at the stats and, uh, uh, you know, he has beaten Leclerc six out of the eight races this season head to head, which gives us those five bonus points. Uh, He doesn't have a podium yet this year, which I'm not too concerned about because he did look very strong this weekend, Uh, but he has finished in the top six in six out of eight races. Uh, You know, he's consistently in the top six, or I would say, you know, like he has, from from what I saw this weekend from him was he beat um, Leclerc in almost every session outside of the qualifying uh, Q3. And, you know, like in the practice, he beat him. Even in the sprint shutout I, I I did not watch it because it was at 6 a.m. local time here. I was not up for that. <laughs> but uh, I did look at the stats, and he beat him in every in in every session. And then, of course, he looked very strong. I think in the sprint race as well. So I'm gonna have Carlos in, in a lot of my lineups as well. And I know you like look Le- Lucklayer. I'm gonna have him there as well. But uh, I mm. prefer, uh, you know, I I I prefer him for cheaper. And that way I could slide somebody like Bottas or Albon or, you know, like how somebody else that I can think that is going to be their 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 teammate. Um, and um, the other ones that I like here is Lando Norris. And uh, I'll let you speak on that one as well, because I know that you, you kind of have a love-hate relationship of picking him because of where he starts and and losing a position, but uh, I do like him a lot. He uh, The McLaren looks very, very strong this weekend as far as the performance of the car. Uh, he's starting Ford, I think. I can't remember. Yes. Yes, yes. so Ford. So I'm a little concerned about uh, the grid position, that he might lose a few a few spots, but he's. I think that he's going to finish into points without an issue. He's going to beat up Piastri, even though Piastri has been surprising to me has been doing Mm -hmm. really well but uh i do have norris as a captain in one of my lineups uh just so i could save save money to insert somebody like like max or charles or or carlos um um, what do you think about that one what do you think about landon norris
1: so real quick just going back to charles and carlos like i I cannot argue with you as far as the stats go. Like everything says that you probably should play Carlos. It's just, it's more of a gut feel for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, just because like, I just, I saw their performance all of last year and how Charles was just better driver overall. But again, things change from year to year. Of course. So yeah, again, I, I can't argue with you there. Um, but as far as, as Norris goes, the reason I'm having love hate with it is because like, such a good driver, like even though the McLaren is is, or I, this time around, oh my gosh, they just they have not done him justice. Like so good and talented, but I'm also worried about the guys that are behind him, such as guys like Fernando Alonso, and I'm just not worried about Lance Stroll, who's also behind him. <laughs> uh, I just Shouts even fired. though Lance Stroll did well, you. <laughs> Even though Stroll did well in the sprint today, I just, I don't think had that race gone on much longer, I don't think he would have been able to hold off Alonso for much longer. Um, and there's only so much you can do in 24 laps. So, and and yeah, I'm not trying to, to be too biased about what I just saw in the sprint because Norris did hold his own until the soft tires started coming out. And then that's when he started falling down the grid because he was on inters. so i'm not holding that against him yeah um it's more of until i see it been in a grand prix i'm i'm holding my breath if it is in fact the 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 new mclaren has kind of come out and they're solid and i might be more apt to selecting norris in future races but and, and but yeah that's that's the reason that I'm kind of iffy on on selecting Norris a lot I still have exposure to him but I'm not pounding the table for Lando Norris and DFS this week is just because you know he's got guys like Alonso behind him he's got Lewis Hamilton is right on his tail yeah um then you've also I mean if Perez decides to become sprint shootout and sprint race Perez. Yeah. <laughs> instead of the Perez that we've seen over the past few weeks, then, you know, he's in a Red Bull, which is extremely fast. Uh max won by what was it, like twenty seconds or whatever in yeah. in twenty four laps. So Perez can even get some of that out then Norris could be hitting with Russell, Hamilton, Perez, um Trying to see if Ocon. there's anyone else that are really, Alcon. Yeah, that's Gasly's like, up there too. I mean, Gas- Gasly's up there. Um, I I think <clears throat> I think Gasly and Norris are driving similar tier cars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I'm not too concerned with with say Gasly coming up
2: mm-hmm.
1: until he starts getting passed. So like once he starts getting pushed down the order, if say. You know Alonso and Hamilton get past him now he's back in sixth mm-hmm. and now you're going to start feeling pressure from some of the guys behind you like Russell Perez and even say Gasly or whatnot mm-hmm. and, and potentially Lance Stroll um, so I think that he could fall back in the grid a little bit and with that comes negative points Yeah, but he can still become a value if he does finish
0: top. at least in the yeah. points
1: uh i think right now i've got him projected and that it was just a quick run through of the race um i think i've got him like eighth or ninth if he does that and still beats piastri which he should just based on all that we've seen so far this week still be a good value but it's just is it as much of a value as he would be wise yeah um but yeah, I'm I'm not opposed to playing him for force because I, I still have him, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm questioning ceiling just because I don't think that he's gonna stay in. Earth. I think he will drop down and accrue some negative points. Yeah, uh, but he should still stay in the points and get that five uh, bonus five point bonus for beating his teammate as well.
0: Okay, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's why we're discussing this. You know, like we're not gonna be always on the same page. You know, so so it's a it's a good thing. Uh, then, um, what about drivers to avoid? I, I'm i not a big fan of the Haas guys, as you know. Uh, always a strong qualifier, even though Hulkenberg did amazing. I mean, until the very end uh, where, you know, he kind of lost. But he was what, in second place for half the sprint. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, when it comes to race day, I... If it's a dry race, uh, which is kind of expected to be, I don't see the Haas doing anything good, even though he's starting in fourth, I think. Or no, he's in... What position is he Is he starting? Fifth or sixth, I'm uh, not sure. Oak
1: uh is eighth.
0: Oh, eighth. Okay, so he's starting in the Oak points. Eight. I expect him to mm-hmm. lose, lose, lose spots easily, especially at this fast track. Uh, and, uh, and like you mentioned, there's guys that are all kind of behind him. So is Paris. Uh, Piastri has been doing great, so I I I'm gonna um, fade all the Haas drivers. I'm not gonna have him in any of my lineups. Uh, Nick DeVry is another one that I'm uh, staying away from. He has not impressed me at all all year long. I just uh, uh, I don't think that he's gonna be in F1 for too much longer. Um, but I know that uh, the you know like he had the the highs of you know coming in and everybody was excited, but. I'm staying away. I think that that Yuki's the way better driver. Should easily beat him in head to head, and I just can't see Nick doing much, 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 much better. Where you know from where he's starting and Logan Sargent. I mean, uh, <laughs> unless Albon crashes, I just can't see Logan even gaining grit spots from the back. It just uh, has not impressed me. I know that it is kind of sad to see him on the like on the back, cause I could genuinely see he tries hard. Uh, but it's just the car that he's got. And those are my uh, drivers and teams to avoid. What about you? What, what do you see? Like, what are a couple of people that you want to avoid this weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean, just to echo you, Haas, um, I'm, I'm out <laughs> on them this week. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, you mentioned some of the guys that were behind them, such as Russell Perez.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, Russell's there as too, as he, I forgot. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah. Russell, Perez, guys. Let's not even forget uh, how good Albin's been in that Williams. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if Logan has gotten those upgrades. But yet. you love Albin, so I don't know. If I, out, but
0: you love Albin, though. I don't want to. I, I don't want to trust I do, you on that I one. <laughs>
2: Sorry, I cut do. you up. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's all good. But, um, but but yeah, driver bias aside, like Albin has been very impressive. Over the last couple of, I guess one Grand Prix and then one Sprint. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's qualified tenth. I think he was in the points.
0: Yeah, he was last, uh, last to race.
1: start yeah. in. Uh, he was last race, and then I think in the Sprint shootout, I think he qualified in the points. Now it's, he fell out of it because yeah. of all the, the whole pit stop yeah. thing going on, but he was still doing pretty well overall
0: so he should pass so, the house you know, he, easily you're saying
1: so i imagine that he's going to pass as fairly easily especially in the straights um so yeah hulk is going to fall down but a, a little bit higher profile driver that I think can be avoided this week is lance stroll i'm not really feeling it with him this week i think he's going to drop down a few places just because i like and cars of the drivers behind him mm-hmm. such as and i know we're i'm sounding like a broken record here but perez and russell especially to mention his teammate alonso who is directly behind him and i know going into turn one alonso's just going to send it and try, and try to pass him that he can get up onto to hamilton's tail so if stroll does in fact Fall back in the grid a little bit, and doesn't beat his teammate. He's only looking at a couple of points uh, in in DFS, and that's really not going to pay off at his price point of D four hundred. You know, I think right now I've only got him projected for, I mean, E three max, but uh, and that's that's only if the race goes as as I think it does. But you know, he's just he hasn't impressed side of a good performance in oh shoot was it Miami that Alonso decided not to fight and let him go and let Lance go Uh, that was uh, other than that
0: yeah there was one race yeah he has consistently beaten him I think it was only one race I I don't know if it was Canada no it wasn't Canada I cannot remember but but I do remember uh, there was one and I know that
1: or was it Spain it was uh it was it was Spain Spain Mm yeah yeah um so yeah like other than that like he's just been repeatedly outclassed by alonso so i don't think he's going to get the the five points uh for beating his teammate and uh, if he does in fact fall down the grid even a couple of spots and i just i don't i don't see any ceiling there
0: yeah okay and um well, I'm going to read off uh, some of your lineups that you shared in the Discord uh, for the people who listen who are not in the Discord. But And if you're not, if you want to get in the Discord, you could find the link in the description. Uh, but Garrett and myself, and there's other people who do uh, F1 Fantasy, share their lineups. But I see some over here. Uh, you have Lando Norris in one as a captain, Alban, Bottas, Leclerc, Verstappen, and Ferrari as your constructor another one that you have yuki as a captain which i think is also another good one uh also you have norris leclerc album verstappen and ferrari so i do see that you love the the you know the ferraris this weekend as myself as a constructor i think it's a it's a good constructor to to having at the price point they're at um uh, i do i do really in uh, like that lineup a, a lot I see you have Gasly as a captain. Uh, maybe can you speak on that a little bit? Why you have that in there?
1: So Gasly is...
0: He's starting that's ninth, of the right?
1: Whole, yeah, that's part of the whole game theory kind of thing, where even though he is starting ninth, if he does manage to stay in the points, which I think he can do just based on that outbeam. um you know, he'll have an extra point or two because of that. And then he'll assuming he's again, this is a lot of assumptions going on here, but mm-hmm. you know, eating Alcon, staying in the points, finishing gives him, you know, I've got him projected for right at like seven fantasy points, um, which is a, especially as a captain. Uh, so, that, I mean, that'd be 1.5. So what that's, points it's not a whole lot as far as as captain goes but the i try to do is just mix up who my lower price point captains are so that i can find value there and expensive drivers elsewhere uh you know i've i've tracked for a while of people who have used cheaper captains and been able to just jam in as many higher price drivers as they can, and it consistently works. Uh, I mean, it, I can't say it always does. Yeah. A lot of the guys that have won the the twenty thousand dollar grand prize um, contest on DraftKings, like there was one week where the guy, his captain was Logan Sargent, who ended I do up
0: remember that. with
1: one point <laughs> five points. Uh, there was another guy a couple weeks later who had both. Logan and Nick DeVries in his winning lineup and they combine to score two points so it's all yeah. about what can you save and what captain can you put in that can be just a, a little bit of a difference maker um, that could even have a surprising race if Gasly does happen to gain a spot or two if if someone in front of him DNFs mm-hmm. uh, there's that potential as well Yeah, and if he does have a surprising race you know we could be looking at I mean, instead of, say, just going not on captain just for easy math, instead of saying seven points uh, just as a driver, you might be looking at 10 or 12. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, when that's 1.5x in the captain spot, that's a decent amount of points that you can fit as, like, Max or Charles or, uh, you know, a Hamilton or or Carlos you can jam in a bunch of the top tier drivers for uh, at that price point. I don't know. Gasly, I think for me it's more of potential points finish, where as a guy like Sonoda, I think is just even if he doesn't qualify well, he's consistently shown like he's kind of the opposite of Haas, where like Haas qualifies well and does not do well in the race. Yeah. He qualifies okay. And it does well in the race
0: and he has consistently um, been in the top 12 so, all year yeah
1: yeah so i'm expecting say guys like Sonoda to be good as a captain because of them in grid or, or gaining grid positions mm-hmm. and beating guys like nick devries um meanwhile gasly i'm expecting instead of he may only gain a spot or two you don't get any points for that, but you do get points for top 10 finish. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of where the, the the balance is. Like one guy, I'm expecting him to stay in the points. The other guy, I'm expecting him to gain points because he's gained positions. Yeah.
0: Cool, cool. All right, well, to wrap it up here, um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to – do more of these with you. Uh, this is a lot of fun. I like these, uh, and uh, and we talk with the uh, you know with the crew and the Discord. I think it's uh, F1 F one fantasy has gained a lot of steam, and it's uh, I like it a lot, and it's fun to kind of like watch and track how your drivers are doing as the race is going on and seeing your name being on the top. Uh, but uh, all right, well, just to talk about the sponsors uh, who helps us with this podcast is Underdog Fantasy. The sign-up code is F1 Money Gang. Uh, they do a hundred dollar, uh, t- you know, deposit matchup. Uh, bet stamp. If you are looking for the best odds, you could get over fifty sports books with just one click. And the newest one that we just uh, uh, started partnership with is Fanamp. Um, you know, it's just not a, you know, like it's not a betting app. It's just a place where you guys can chat with other F1 fans. Uh, people share their pictures uh, at the at the race where they're at, no matter where they are in the world. Meetups with other people from uh, from the app. There's up-to-date news. There's podcasts. There's picks. There's all kind of contests. So join in the link in the in the description at FanM. We're super excited. They're a super cool group of guys. And Grid Rival. They are the home of the F1 Fantasy League for F1 Money Gang. Um, I unfortunately cannot use it because of my state. I know you guys are. Uh, are using it, so um, if you're not in it, get in it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, also, Grid Rivals, a it's also a very cool group of guys as well. So, Garrett, thanks for having you know for for you know for coming on. Uh, it was great to have you on the podcast. And um, any final thoughts before we you know hang up?
1: Yeah, just wanted to mention real quick. Uh, I do also cover Grid Rivals on the Discord. Yes, you do. That- might have already, you know, been somewhat obvious, but, or, uh, you know, needed to go without saying, but, uh, yeah, i am covered grid rivals on the discord, uh, and of course, trackings DFS. So having a lot of fun doing it. And, uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to be on awesome, uh, man. You can, find, you can find me on Twitter where I'm also posting stuff all the time about, uh, formula one and, and football as well. Uh, cause I can't help myself. What uh, is your tag? Because Twitter,
0: Yes, give us your tag on Twitter.
1: Yeah. Uh, at Garrett BFF.
0: All right, and I'll have it in the Garrett, description as well. And two T's. All right, awesome. I'll have it in the description as a link so people can f- follow you on there. Well, thank you for everything, and until next time. All right, see you later, man.
1: All right, see you.